Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Well, winter is coming and Europe is facing the energy crisis we've been talking about. Over the last number of months, with Putin maintaining closure of Nord Stream 1 pipeline, he's keeping that closed, and he's urging Europe to open Nord Stream 2, which has never been opened, and he says if you do that, you'll get all the natural gas you need from Russia. So he's using energy as a weapon, energy manipulation from the Kremlin. Meanwhile in Europe, this is really interesting, Belgium closed down one of its nuclear reactors yesterday, which provides 10% of the country's energy needs. France is delaying, I don't think intentionally, it's just what's happened, we'll find out from our guest, reopening of an energy-producing nuclear plant by one month. And uh, in Britain, uh, energy prices are soaring. There's another story I've seen that suggests that EU governments have earmarked $500 billion to cushion the uh, effect of energy prices on citizens and businesses. So there's a lot going on in Europe, the proverbial, again, canary in the energy coal mine. Professor Thierry Bro joins us from Sciences Po University in Paris, oil and gas expert at the French Energy Ministry in charge of security and supply for France, leading expert on markets and the geopolitics of energy and energy supply. Professor um, Bro spends a lot of time with us. Thierry, thank you very much for the time. What's the reality today? I've read a lot of things about what's happened in Europe over the last number of days, and that closing down of the nuclear plant in Belgium really caught my attention. Yes, good afternoon, Roy. I mean, I think we are making our crisis even worse. Uh, as you rightly stated, uh, Vladimir Putin closed Nord Stream 1, but not this uh, week. I mean, we this week made the system worse because we are reducing our energy uh, production. And, and, and this is where I, uh, policymakers in uh, Europe do not understand. We need more energy and we need more energy from everywhere. And we need more nuke, but this is not going to save us right now. It's going to happen in 2040. Uh, we need more more renewable, but again, this is not going to save us, and we need more gas. Just to give you one number, I mean, 20% of our primary energy mix today in Europe are at risk. It's either Russian uh, gas, it's either coal that we should switch off, and just to compare, I mean, renewable in our mix is only 13%. So this is where we are, And, and the dogma of renewable will not help us during the next few winters. What's the reality going to be then in Europe this winter? Nord Stream 1 is closed. I don't think Nord Stream 2 is going to be opened as Putin wants, unless you think it may be later on in the winter if things become particularly dire and Putin has his way. But what is your projection as to what Europeans are going to be facing as far as energy is concerned and their needs to stay warm and comfortable this winter? Yes, you're, you're right, Roy. Needs to seem warm and comfortable is really the important element. I mean, remember, we've been saying in Europe for many, many weeks, I mean, try to reduce your heating. I mean, the cold spell just started this week. And this week in Germany, people reopen their heaters and they are consuming right now, as we speak, more gas than last year. So, I mean, this 
happy energy sobriety isn't going to work. So if people are not reducing their consumption, this means that industry will take the hit. And to be very blunt, I mean, the, the, the outcome for this winter is that German business model is kaput. I mean, we are not going to produce those cars in Germany, those chemical products in Germany that need abundant and cheap energy. Those plants, by the way, may move to North America because in North America, you have cheaper and more stable energy prices. I just spoke at the beginning of the program with the new leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, Pierre Polyev. And he and I were talking about Mr. Trudeau and Mr. Schultz's decision to move that gas turbine from Siemens in Montreal ostensibly to Germany. But we know where it was going. It was going to Putin and Nord Stream 1, which is closed. So uh, Mr. Polyev said he would never have allowed that to happen. And his idea is that Canada needs to be an efficient and um, dependable trading partner or supplier of energy to Europe. Where does that, uh, that decision by the Canadian and the German governments fit into the overall mosaic of the situation now? Well, right now we are in the dogma. Right now, I mean, remember last time Scholz visited you, he asked for hydrogen, which is doesn't doesn't exist, isn't produced, and is not going to solve our problem. And right now, Scholz is in Saudi Arabia asking for the same thing. I mean, as, as I've told you and your audience for many, many times, we need more gas from North America, and this gas will need to help us to mitigate the fact that Vladimir Putin is weaponizing weaponizing his own gas. So this is what we need. And again, it, it cannot be done overnight. But if it's not starting today, then this means that the crisis in Europe is going to last. I've started saying this crisis was going to last five year minimum. But as we haven't done anything, and you rightly stated, we've spent half a trillion euros, dollars or whatever you, 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 you want in helping our citizens, but we haven't invested one cent in producing more, new, more, more energy. We've reduced our energy production in Europe in the last uh, few months. So this is why this crisis is going to last for much, much longer, unfortunately. So that number that I heard, 500 billion euros uh, delivered by governments in order to reduce the impact, the financial impact, the cost to the consumers and to businesses this winter, that number is real. But if you spend that money, you've spent the money, eventually it's going to have to be paid back. Yes, unfortunately, it's going to be paid by the next generation. And, and this is where we are living on credit here. We are making this crisis worse. We are making it uh, the climate even worse because we are burning more coal right now to try to keep the lights on. But the next generation will have to solve a very tough uh, climate issue and will have a huge burden because we are unable to be very uh, pragmatic and to say, well, to Canada, you're an ally. We need more gas from you to the US, you're on the line, we need more gas from you. To Qatar, uh, well, you're not so much on the line, but we need more gas because you're a big gas producer, and this is part of the diversification process. But we haven't said this. What are the chances of European countries that are in need of energy turning on each other, particularly if one country has sufficient supply for its domestic requirements, but is reluctant to export. How stable is the uh, European Union as far as um, agreement and treaty uh, uh, agreements is concerned? 
Well, I think this is the uh, second war Vladimir Putin is is having. He's having a war, military war in Ukraine, and he's having a war that he's having for the last 10 years against the EU to try to disunite the EU. And this can be a very successful uh, outcome for Vladimir Putin, unfortunately. I mean, we have elections this uh, Sunday in Italy, and Italy, I mean, cannot afford to pay billions and billions. The the Italian budget is not as uh, as as resilient as a German budget and can and, and cannot accept that all its small companies will go bust. So maybe uh, there will be some move in Italy. People will just say, well, we need more gas and we need to go where the gas is available, which is unfortunately Russia right now. Yeah. When we spoke a few weeks ago, you projected that if gas were not available from Russia, that European nations, including yours, France, that citizens will be facing up to two hours a day in blackouts. Is that still on the table? Yes, it's even it's even more uh, on the table. Again, as uh, as you rightly stated, I mean, closing nukes in Belgium isn't going to help the scenario to to go the other around. I mean, we are going to face those issues. And again, what you also rightly stated is, uh, are the French going to be very happy to help the Belgium uh, in in front of their decision to close the nuclear reactor that they've done this week. Not so sure. So we are going to face uh, blackouts, rolling blackouts, and we may face some um, social unrest versus this, because not only citizens don't have the money to pay, I mean, we are helping them, half a trillion uh, euros for this, but also they are not used to not having electricity when they expect it. And I think that's a real turn for Europe. I mean, in the last 70 years, we've been used to have electricity city on demand. We are not going to face this this winter. And this may be something that is going to be a huge discomfort for old and young generations. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.